Hello, everyone. It is Craig Wessels from A Yank on the Footy, and I am coming to you from Sandusky, Ohio, live. I'm doing this as a live recording tonight, so you may get a little bit of a, a screw up here and there. My dog may decide to shake her head and jingle her collar as we go along here, but uh, get, get my tips in for round 18 before the game this evening. Since I have to go to bed before the game starts, I'll be up tomorrow morning at about 5 o'clock my time to watch it. But uh, wanted to get into the tips, and uh, this week has got to make the whole tipping thing a little bit easier for us, does it not? There goes the dog right there. Because last week, I think I actually made a mistake on one of my tips. What I announced during the podcast, I got four out of I got four out of nine right, and then the tipping that I did online, I got five out of nine right. So I don't know what I did different there, but I guess I should be pretty pleased that I got one extra there, one there where it actually counted. So we're going to go ahead and dive right in here in just one second. But before I do that, I wanted to go ahead and announce that the club of the episode is the Seymour Lions Football and Netball Club, and they play their games at Kings Park in Seymour, Victoria, which is located about midway between Melbourne and Shepparton. And the football club has four teams playing in the under-16s, 18s, reserves, and the seniors. Now, of course, things being what they are right now, and it sounds like, unfortunately, those of you who are in Victoria are not having to go back to your dictionary to look up the word deja vu because, uh, well, sounds like it's back, unfortunately. And I am so terribly sorry for that. Uh, but uh, these folks, their last game they played, and it looked, you know, I was going through their, their fixture for this year, and it looks like they've had one heck of a successful year. Uh, their last game was on July the 3rd when the seniors knocked off Shepparton by a score of 71 to 62. And, you know, I do wish the Lions best of luck going forward. Hopefully they're able to get back out on the grounds and continue playing because, you know, as it looks like it's been a little bit of a, you know, a bit of a hiccup here now with what is going to be going on uh, with uh, the prospects of further lockdowns uh, in Victoria. I, I'm keeping my fingers crossed, everybody, that it goes as well as it possibly can. So let's go ahead and uh, dive into the tips here. And... I would argue that we might have the best game of the weekend in round one or in the, the first game of the round, I should say, when uh, at Optus Stadium with uh, Fremantle and Geelong. And as I jotted down here, is this the biggest game of the round? Well, it may very well be. The Dockers have a chance to uh, to grab a solid hold of one of the final spots in the eight. They're up in seven right now. And uh, yeah, they're playing at home. They're wearing that inspirational jumper. And if you didn't listen to yesterday's episode, I strongly suggest you go back and listen to that. Uh, if you're in Perth, you, I'm sure, have heard the story of Millie Lucas and her passing away and the jumper that the club is wearing tomorrow in her tribute uh, designed by her little brother and her older sister. Just an absolutely wonderful thing that the Dockers are doing there. And the Dockers are finally starting to perform like the club that I thought they were going to be all year because – I'd been doubting myself because if you go back to the start of the year, when I did my initial tips at the beginning of the year, my ladder predictions, if you will, well, I had one big screw up. I didn't have Melbourne anywhere in the top eight. And I had, uh, I guess you could say a second screw up, right, Harper? I had Essendon 17th. But uh, in this case, I did have Fremantle in the eighth spot. So they're they're trying to prove me right here. Okay. So the Cats are, are bringing back their newly re-signed captain. Uh, Joel Sell will be back on the side, along with Quentin Narkel and Luke Dahlhouse. Rowan is out with a bit of a, uh, a, a 
quad quirky it looks like that he's going to be missing this week. Uh, that's probably going to push Patty Dangerfield down forward, which uh, maybe puts a little bit less mileage on his surgically repaired foot. Now, I think this is going to be one hell of a matchup. I really do. This is this is this is a game that is going to be very competitive. Um, you know, the Cats had had a bit of a uh, you know rude awakening the last when they got off the planes in Perth when they were basically sequestered away at a hotel. I believe they got to go to a hotel and have said stay there till it's time to go to the stadium for the game which that was not the case when they got on the plane. I spent uh, much of the morning talking to a gentleman that lives in Perth as uh, a Tiger supporter by the name of uh, Craig Smithers, and who I've been trying to get on the podcast, and he doesn't want to come on. And if you know him, tell him, hey, come on the show. I'd love to talk to him actually for an ap- actual episode. Uh, but the Dockers are improving, okay? I think the Dockers are 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 well on their way to being the club that I thought they were going to be and, and should be for the next – foreseeable future. And there goes my dog again. I was deciding to be nice to her. She's a 13-year-old Wheaton Terrier and is having a little bit of a tough time getting around. And my wife took the younger Wheaton out for a walk and left her home with me. So I put her out in her little pool in the backyard. And now she's in here shaking all the water off. So she's making a little bit of racket for me there. But I do think the Cats right now are still a better club. I think this is going to be a very close contest and they're going to squeeze out a very close victory in single digits. I've got the Cats winning this one by nine. Now we move on to the second game of the weekend, and that is, I think, at the MCG, unless it has changed, but Richmond and Brisbane. And the Lions, of course, are going to be without Eric Kipwood for roughly the next 12 months. We may not see him again until about round 12 or 13, 15, whatever it is next year, which is really unfortunate for, for Brisbane because they were starting to fire on all cylinders. And, of course, they've also uh, now lost Marcus Adams, who's been – a really terrific defender the last few rounds really did a number on, on Tom Hawkins. And that's happened a couple times here recently to Tom Hawkins. Um, he's going to be out with a foot injury for the next month or so. So we'll see what, uh, we'll see what happens with, with uh, Marcus Adams, as far as whether or not he can get back in a timely fashion. Now, I think this is going to be a, uh, you know, a situation where the club with the, the that can handle their injury list the best is going to is going to win this one, okay. And let's be honest, folks. The Tigers are reeling. They've lost four in a row. They're hanging on by only a couple of claws. I know I'm using a bad metaphor there, but that's basically what's happening. They're they're just really really trying to survive here, and uh, I don't know whether they will or not. Okay, we'll we shall see what uh, happens with them this week, but. Uh, like I said, they've lost four in a row. Their de- their defensive unit is rather depleted. I think this is going to be their fifth loss in a row. Yes, I know it's Jack Rewalt's 300th game, but I think that the Lions have a stronger midfield right now, and I've got to go ahead and go with the Lions winning this one by 13 points. Then we head off to uh, not Mars Stadium, not Ballarat, but I guess these clubs are on a plane and on their way back up to uh, Queensland, uh, reentering... A warmer hub life, which I guess that's not always a bad thing, I in I guess. Uh, so you've got GWS and Sydney facing off against one another. I'm not sure if this is going to be you know played in uh, in Brisbane or at Metricon, or are they going to go up to Cairns and play this game? I have no idea. I haven't heard anything about that yet. Um, you know, the Giants, they lost a hard-fought, win-played game last week against the Suns. 
We're going to talk about the Suns here in just a minute. And the Swans, I guess you could, you know, technically they upset the Bulldogs because the Bulldogs were number two on the ladder. But they beat the Bulldogs by 19 points, by three goals. And the Swans, I think it's safe to say that they've arrived. Now, will they will they run out of gas here? I don't know. But uh, they're playing some really, really good footy right now. And, you know, the Giants, you could argue they've got the best player in the comp right now with Toby Green. And if you hadn't seen that, uh, almost the, the, I don't know what kind of kick it is because I'm not a big soccer fan. It wasn't a bicycle kick, but he kicked it out of midair for a quick goal um, last week against the Suns. But the, you know, the Swans are a club that's on the rise. And, you know, I'm going to go with the Swans here in this Battle of Sydney, played at a soon-to-be-determined location. Okay, Buddy's quest for a 1,000 goals continues. He's probably going to get one or two this week. And I think Sydney wins this one by 11 points here. Okay, so I got the Swans winning this one. Then we head back to the MCG, possibly. Again, I don't know what's going to happen in Melbourne. These may be getting played in empty stadiums. Uh, we shall see. Now, the D's dropped two out of three. They rolled into the Adelaide Oval last, you know, last week, and they dismantled Port Adelaide. They just, they just took them apart. Okay, and there's no other way to put it. And she's really rattling her collar extra, extra tonight. So I went ahead and closed the pocket door on her. She's not going to be happy with me, but oh well. You know the, uh, like I said, the D's they throttled. Port Adelaide last week in a in a what forty point victory, and uh, the Hawks they took. Let's be honest, the Hawks took one more step backwards towards the wooden spoon, because the club that's uh, nipping at their heels, who knows? They may leapfrog them by the time this whole season is done. Here, you know, they better keep their eyes on on North Melbourne because North Melbourne may go ahead and and jump right past them, and had uh, had Clarko the wooden spoon this year when he was hoping to not get it. The D's are back on track, and and quite frankly, I see them winning this one by at least 19 points. Okay, I usually don't go higher than that, but I, th- I think this is going to be another, you know, at least three-goal victory for the D's against Hawthorne this week. Hawthorne's got quite a few injuries here recently as well. And then we head to Metricon, which, you know, who knows? Maybe this one's going to be at the Gabba now. But uh, Gold Coast and the Bulldogs are facing one another. Well, I'll, they'll probably stay at Metricon now that I think about it, but uh, – are these the Suns that we've been expecting? Is this the club that we thought was going to be the one we were getting? A solid club with some young talent, with some energy, knocking off you know a couple of uh, decent clubs back-to-back weeks, knocking off, well, on paper anyway, knocking off Richmond and GWS in back-to-back weeks. I mean, this is a club that has you know, the potential to have a very good midfield in the future. Unfortunately, the Bulldogs have very good midfield in the present. Okay, you know, despite the efforts of Tuke Miller and, and Matt Rowell, who is improving now that he's coming back from his injury, I do think the Bulldogs are going to take this one by a couple of goals. But as I said last week, and I said this last week in the GWS game, but I did not have the the gumption or the guts to actually make the call. Okay, I uh, I didn't have the, uh, the the I didn't have the guts to make that call. Yeah, yeah, I should have made that call. I uh, I won't be shocked if uh, Gold Coast wins this one because they're playing, you know, they're, they're playing out of their minds right now, you know, uh, and uh, but I still think GW or I still think that the Bulldogs are too good of a squad right now and are going to beat them by a couple of goals. OK, but if, if Gold Coast knocks them off. 
don't come telling asking me if I'm stunned because I won't be. Because Stuart Dew's got them playing some decent footy right now, okay? Then we move on maybe to Marvel Stadium and Port Adelaide. Uh, supposedly, from what I read most recently as I was getting ready to, to record this, they are planning on flying up to Melbourne. It's kind of crazy that that's happening if they're looking at locking down the city again. But St. Kilda is hosting Port Adelaide. And at the time, like I said, I'm recording this. It's rumored that they're going to be actually uh, both clubs. Um, Port Adelaide is going to fly to Melbourne on a 787, which is one of those big wide body jets. And rumor has it, or what I've been told is that St. Kilda and, and Port Adelaide are actually going to play this game on the jet while it is in midair. Okay. They're going to actually play it. In, okay. I'm kidding about that. Um, but supposedly Port is heading to Melbourne to play this game yet. You know, the Saints have won three in a row. They've been playing some of the most exciting footy in the comp. I mean, this has been a fun team to watch. And yes, they have a lot of percentage to make up, but they've been making up the wins. They, you know, they closed up a few percentage points, but they're getting the wins that they need to get. And they're right on par with the Eagles right now, but of course they're still eight percentage points behind the Eagles. And 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 think how you know, if the Eagles had played just a halfway decent game against uh, Geelong and against Sydney a couple weeks ago, that that percentage would have been out of reach for St Kilda. Okay, um, yeah, Max King is starting to play like a very efficient key forward, not getting a lot of uh, touches, but putting him through the sticks when he gets the, gets his hands on the balls and fairly at a fairly decent pace. You know, Jack Steele is playing like a dynamic midfielder. Port is still battling injuries. You know, they're still missing Robbie Gray. Uh, Butters came back and he's gone again. Razio Fantasia is not back yet as well. So they're, they're, they've struggled against top eight sides this year. I don't think that Port Adelaide has beaten a top eight side this year, if I'm not mistaken. And technically, St. Kilda is not a top eight side. But St. supporters... You may very well be after this game because I've got the Saints winning this one by 14 points. I don't think Port's going to win this one on the road. Of course, between now and whenever they play, this could change. Now, if it's airborne, if it's an airborne game, I don't even know how to call that one. I think it, the score's going to be much lower if they're actually playing on the aircraft, like I was mentioning. Now we move on to Marvel again. You've got uh, North Melbourne and Essendon. And, and folks, don't look now, but the Roos have won two out of three. They're actually playing 500 ball in the last five rounds. They had two losses, two wins, and a draw. Excuse me, and a draw. So, they and they're playing some exciting footy. If if you were not watching the uh, the second half of that that game between the Eagles and the Ruse, and 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 if you're an Eagle supporter, I apologize for this, but I think if you're a Victorian based footy fan, you probably you know you might've found a little soft spot in your heart where you were, you were cheering for the ruse to come battling back the way that they did, because that game right there, it looked to me like a, uh, you know, kind of like a, uh, a, a boxing match where those two just were throwing haymakers at each other, but the ruse are playing some, you know, some exciting footy. Um, and, and yeah, they're at the bottom of the ladder right now. They may very well take the wooden spoon, but, but again, I don't think they're a club that anybody wants to play because the players have bought into what Nate, David Noble is selling them. They're playing hard. They're playing to the whistle, and they've got some. They've got some pretty decent talent that is getting a lot of practical experience. Now, this is this is in many ways very similar to Adelaide last year, 
And we're going to talk about Adelaide in just a moment here. But Adelaide has had a little bit of a uh, a drop off after a very good first month of the season here. Now, like I said, this has got the uh, the makings of a really good game of footy. Again, I'm not placing wagers on games. I know they do an over under in terms of the amount of points that are going to be scored during a game. If I was to be a, a gambling person, I think this might be one of the games that you would take as an over. Because I think both these clubs are going to score a lot of points, okay? And I think it's going to be a lot closer than the latter positions indicate. And I've got Essendon winning this one by only eight points, okay? I think that the uh, the Roos are going to give them everything that they can handle. Then we move on to the final two games of the round. You've got at the MCG again, maybe. You've got Collingwood hosting Carlton. Now, both of these clubs are playing for two things. Neither of them happen to be a spot in the top eight, however. So, sorry, I, it is what it is. You know, Carlton six and ten, they're not playing finals this year. I guess if they ran the table, maybe they could get in, but it's not likely to be happening because they've got a pretty tough run home as well. Uh, Collingwood's won three of five. Now, of course, they won the first game in Robert Harvey's uh, coaching career last week, knocking off Richmond. They're separated by only four points on the ladder, one victory away from each other. Okay, Carlton's got one more win. But if you look at the ladder, there's one-tenth of a percentage point in difference between the two clubs. Carlton, I think, is 91.5 and then uh, Collingwood, 91.4. So both pretty respectable percentages for you know clubs that are that far under 500. Now, the Pies have got some really good, solid veterans – Sidebottom, Grundy, Degoe, Pendlebury, who I believe played basketball at one time or another, um, on their side. The Blues, you know, in the five years that I've been watching the game have have been, it, it's almost like a Soviet five-year plan in terms of their rebuild. But they have, they have some good young talent on their side. You know, you, you've got somebody like, you know, Jacob Wiedering, who's playing a great defense. You got one of the best young midfielders, and I'm not talking Patty Cripps, I'm talking Sam Walsh. You got Harry Mackay, who is somebody who you know who is leading the uh the Coleman. Um not uh yeah. Norm's whichever one the, the leading goal kicker one. I'm drawing a blank here. It's not the Coleman, it's the, uh or maybe it is Coleman. I'm like I said, I'm drawing a blank here. I'm having a brain fart. I'm doing this one live here. I'm not looking things up as I go along here. I know he's got more goals than anybody else right now. Let's just put it that way. Um uh, They've got some terrific building blocks going forward. It just is just dependent upon what's going to happen going forward. Will they be able to get out of their way and actually win games that they're supposed to win and restore this this proud organization? You know that is you know his from everything I've heard has a rabid huge membership who have been frustrated for the last several years by what they what they've had going on here. Now I think this is going to be the closest game of the weekend. Okay, I really do, and. I think it's going to be a real back-and-forth match. And I've got Carlton winning this one by four points with an after-the-siren goal kicked by Harry Mackay. Okay, that's how close I think this one's going to be. And uh, we move on to the last game of the weekend. And, 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 you know, I don't like giving clubs a hard time. I don't, I, I don't like being disrespectful to clubs. I'm not going to, I'm not going to call, you know, teams names. And, and if you're somebody who's a, a, a diehard fan of a club for, you know, 40 years, that sort of thing. And you, I have no problem with you referring to clubs by different names. I have no problem. I think it's funny. I enjoy listening to it. 
I, I choose not to be disrespectful to other clubs because I'm trying to, to grow. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to grow my audience. I'm not trying to, for lack of better terminology, I'm not trying to piss anybody off here. Okay. I already may be making people mad by saying their club's not going to win. But that being said, as much as it pains me to say it, this second matchup between the Eagles and the Crows this year, I think they should be playing for the Humiliation Cup, quite frankly, because these are two clubs that are are dramatically underachieving. They were both embarrassed last week. Um, the Eagles, not so much, because they only lost by 10 points. Adelaide just got thumped. And, uh, you know, they, they – they started off the year very solid. I mean, they won three out of three out of their first four. They're now five and eleven, so they've they've gone two and ten over the last twelve rounds. Now they've played some close games, but then they've also been thumped pretty heavily as well. Now they've got some good young talent on that club. Last week they played without Tex Walker, and they've they have yet to figure out how do we compensate for his scoring if he's not in the lineup, and he wasn't in the lineup last week. And I, as of right now, I don't know if he's going to be in the lineup this week after having had that neck injury. He may miss one more week. Now, I'm going into this under the mindset that he is going to be out this week until I hear differently. Okay. And of, of course, by that point in time, it's going to be too late for me to actually do anything about that because my tips are already going to be in. You know, so yeah, I, I think, you know, that, that, you know, West Coast, you know, they battled the elements last week. They played against a, a an up and coming, um, Ruse Club that, you know, is, like I said before, is buying what David Noble's selling. Uh, yeah, the Eagles just looked slow last week. You know, I, 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 I didn't notice it until, I guess maybe I did see it, but I didn't really notice it as well as I, as I should have. You know, I'm watching the game and I'm listening to Jonathan Brown. I believe he was the one calling the game and was identifying on the ground where, you know, the, uh, where you know, Todd Goldstein, who had a fantastic game, um, took the lead in career hitouts, was in different spots along the ground and showing, you know, Nick Nat Nui being, you know, many, many, many yards away from him or meters away from him and not ready to make a play against him. And, uh, and yeah, Jonathan Brown was was really being somewhat critical of Nick Nat Nui in that situation. But like I said, the, the Eagles looked slow to me last week. I think they're going to turn that around this week. You know, like I said, I, I'm anticipating Tex Walker not playing. That's what I'm doing with regards to this tip here. So, um, you know, round nine, however, was way too early, but now that we're in round 18, we might just see something that some of us were anticipating happening. Okay. And I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but Riley O'Brien is due for an upgrade on his phone. And there's a possibility that he might be able to return this one to Nick Nat and pick up a new phone from him this week during, you know, I don't know if they'll do it during the course of the game, but maybe maybe at halftime so he can work on getting the, all this stuff transferred over to the new phone during halftime, uh, you know, out of camera eye because we don't want anybody to get in trouble for that. But, uh, yeah, I'm okay. I'm being a smart ass there. I'm sorry. But, uh, you know, the Eagles, this is a game that they must win. If they want to play finals, if they want to stay in the eight, this is a game that they must win. This is a club that's 16th on the ladder right now that they're facing. If they want, if they want to stay in the eight, they have to win this game because one of those clubs underneath them, if not more of them, are going to leapfrog them this week, possibly. Okay, I, like I said, St. Kilda, I already have tipped them winning. So if the Eagles don't win, in my book, St. Kilda is going to hop into that spot in the eight. Okay, so th this is a game they have to win. 
And I do think the Eagles get the job done this weekend because, like I said, Tom Duday is not going to be in the lineup. He's still out after having had a concussion. Um, I don't think that, you know, if Tex Walker doesn't play, I think that really hurts Adelaide's ability to score. Now, will they play hard? Absolutely they will. Absolutely they will. You know, uh, Coach Nix has got them playing very hard. They just, just do not have the – offensive firepower yet that they need to compete with some clubs. So I've got West Coast winning this one by 11. Okay. So there's my tips for this round. All right, folks, there's my tips. Uh, Maybe I'm right on all of them. Maybe I'm wrong on all of them. You'll have to let me know uh, how I did and how can you do that? Well, you can reach out to me on my website at a yank on the footy.com. You can leave a voicemail there. Okay, you can uh, leave me a, a message on there. Remember, that's also where you can sign up on the email list. Uh, so new episodes get sent out to you as soon as they come out. We, uh, You can also reach me at uh, a yank on the footy at gmail.com. You can also get on Twitter, reach me at yank underscore on, Facebook and Instagram at a yank on the footy as well. Now, I do ask if you have five minutes, probably won't even take you that long. If you're somebody who listens to the podcast regularly, and I'll put the link in the show notes for this episode as well. I've had a dozen people who have filled this out uh, so far, but uh, you know, I did put together a little listener survey uh, to get some insight from those of you who are listening to the show. Um, coming up on my 100th regular episode, I've, overall I'm up to around 130 with my live episodes. But I want to know from you what what's going well, uh, what's uh, what's going poorly. What could I do better? What ideas do you have that you think could make the, the show even better than it is? Or, you know, you know, maybe you have some ideas for some guests, okay? And, and I'd love to hear from you on that. I hope you'll consider sharing the episode with your friends and family as well. Uh, you know, check their tips against, uh, against mine and see how they're doing. Uh, remember, if you want to help out the podcast, you can go out of my uh, website and check out the uh, Buy Me a Coffee page. Uh, You can also check out the storefront there on Redbubble, which is on my website as well. Folks, it's going to be an exciting weekend. We've got six rounds left before finals. And uh, some things should start shaking themselves themselves out a little bit this week. And keep the faith, folks, okay? Uh, Look out for one another. I know those of you who in Victoria are, like I said, you're going to have to start – you know, reminding yourselves that we've been here before, but it's hopefully we, you guys can push through this and uh, get, get things situated to where uh, the case numbers begin to drop off and these, uh, these different variants and such get dealt with and they figure out the whole vaccination situation for you as quickly as they possibly can. I'm sorry that you're having to go through this. Uh, Yeah. I saw some facts and figures on this Uh, Craig Smithers that I talked to earlier today online uh, was sharing some numbers with me that he that he had found online and just some some staggering numbers and just really fascinating ways that he was showing um, how some of these things have spread from point to point throughout the country. But take care of each other, reach out to one another, be decent, okay? Watch some footy, enjoy it. You know, watch a game on you know on FaceTime with your friends or on you know a Zoom call or something like that. Have some fun. Drink a beer online with them or whatever you're going to drink, okay? If you don't drink beer, don't drink beer, okay? I don't want you to do that. But folks, until next time, and I'll have my uh, interview with uh, 
Kim Harrison or Mick Aussie out here very soon. Next time, ladies and gentlemen, may your dribble kick never hit the post. This is Craig Wessels from A Yank on the Footy, and I'll talk to you very soon. Till next time, bye-bye.